1: Everybody and welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Two bitches who are never wrong. Here to tell you that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, not no, what no, we're no, here to No, 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 no. Um, Well, hi. I mean, my,
0: my Do you na- know your name? No, it's Megan. <laughs> <laughs> What's your
1: name? My name's Melissa. Wow. Look, Eminem, did you know that we... Not only inspired the um, chocolate candy, but mm-hmm. also the greatest white rapper of all time, MacLemore. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say it without good laughing. Good job,
0: good Thank- job. You threw me off. You Thank threw me you. off.
1: Thank you. That's like one of my favorite jokes to make to moms because like nothing gets like a white boy who enjoys rap m- more pissed off than being like Macklemore is a great rapper. He's like no. Oh, Mats. Oh, Mats. I did have a really good joke with him yesterday too, where he was like working on his computer, finance bro, tech, like modeling, Excel, and all of that. And I said, Do you think like Tupac and Biggie are just like looking down, being like so happy that like their music is the soundtrack to like you writing these Excel documents? <laughs> and he just looked at me and I was like, I'm sorry, that was just so Can good.
0: still that. Well, oh, without it, I think that would be like a joke that yeah. you would say but exactly yes
1: but it was I'm
0: writing it down
1: (laughs) it made me laugh because like you know he's there like nodding his head along and like you know the the context like regardless of whatever the rap song is about I'm like nobody wrote a rap song for writing excel spreadsheets at all despite the fact that you really think that this is like for you uh
0: I (laughs) wrote it down
1: well I'm glad that I can be so funny it's a skill that I have it comes from being not that academically driven or right. <laughs> um, well, this is What Am I Wrong? Um, we basically, we talk about everything. We talk about our lives. We decide who's the hero and villain in our personal stories. Then we read email submissions from you. Then we talk about celebrities and pop culture and current events. And we, with our almighty hammer, decide. Like Thor. Yes. Right or wrong. You know what I will never not think about when we were, like, looking up different, like, sex toys... And there was the Thor mm-hmm. hammer, yeah. That and the Thanos fisting and the Hulk. They that's both. what I was gonna say.
0: Hulk was the one that I remember vividly. See,
1: I really remember Thanos because the rings, so many crevices,
0: and you know, like he got ribbed for ever pleasure. Ribbed for your anus.
1: <laughs> it's just like that. Oof! I like also just don't know enough about like medically that I like you know, also have IBS. But like, from my mind, I'm like, if I got fisted, I would be afraid all of my organs would fall out of my ass.
0: Well, remember, I have been educated by an anal doctor on fisting. So if you ever want to know, all your organs won't fall out your ass because the anus is, you know, connected to your rectum and stuff. So it's like a little curvy thing going up in there. Well,
1: isn't it similar to like your how like, like reproductive system as well like where it's like you've got tubes that are connected to like other things and like everything kind of has it it goes there's nothing just like not no part of it is just like loose and dangly correct so that's like makes me feel better
0: your anus is kind of like a muscle Mm -hmm. so it can get stronger or weaker and you can loosen it
1: with poppers
0: and with hands as well Mm,
1: anal probing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well i guess we should get into the show (laughs) As we do on every episode, we have you all vote of who you think was right and who you think was wrong from the previous episode. So I'm going to head on over to the Instagram and we are going to share the results. So this is from episode two, Melissa versus friend with the carpet in dressing room.
0: And we have... I'd say about 95% saying that the friend was wrong.
1: Yes. I think we're about 95% saying friend was wrong. We use the sliding thing this time, so let us know what you think if you prefer. The percentages or the sliding one. It, I just think the sliding one would be easier for voting.
0: Yeah. It or, could be like, we mostly, I think you're wrong in some, because somebody like commented saying you're wrong until you call them a cunt. But I do want to say, for us- I love the word cunt. Cunt is more of a, it's not as strong as one would usually think. It's more like- I feel like British people say cunt more than
1: Australian. Australian. So like our, when we say the word cunt, we're Australian. Like, you know, like when we say cunt, just know that in that moment, we're Australian. Mm -hmm. Like cunt to me is like asshole or like bitch, but it's also like not asshole. It's just truly like bitch. Cause like Mm -hmm. bitch is like, oh, she's a bitch. And like, fuck yeah, bitch. Like get it, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I know that the origins of it are not that, but like I've been reclaiming the word cunt since I was like in seventh grade. I've loved it. It's just so perfect to say. Okay.
0: We've got Megan yep. versus her engagement. Who was wrong? Megan or Mott? So this is actually split.
1: Well, here's the thing. If you like look at the actual things, like there are people who are voting completely not me and then completely him. This seems like there are way less people in the middle and like people feel very passionately, which we've heard. Like I've heard from people who are like, I can't believe you did that. That's, like, the meanest thing ever. Like, I like that's so horrible. And then people being like, of course, I would have had the exact same reaction as you. So I think this one was pretty polarizing. But, I mean, more people are leaning towards me.
0: Mm-hmm. You're wrong. More people are leaning towards you being wrong. Yeah, but, I'd say, like,
1: 60%. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, like, very happy with my decision. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we have writer number one versus the real estate agent. And we are overwhelmingly, I would say, like, 98% that the friend was wrong. The realtor
0: yeah. was wrong. So we actually have an update for this one. Ooh. So this is our first update that we've ever <gasps> okay. had. So this was in regards to the real estate one. And so in case you weren't listening, in the real estate one, this the writer had two friends that were real estate agents that I believe worked at the same agency. And they contacted both of the friends. Only one of them got back to them to help them get the house. And so the other one was mad about mm-hmm. it. So they say, thanks for the validation. As an update, I apologize to A for not considering her feelings and our friendship. Basically just said, I'm sorry I hurt her feelings and validated her hurt feelings, but definitely never said I was sorry for not using her as my agent because I'm happy with the choice I made. I let the two of them work it out on their own as co-workers on the commission side of things. Also to add, the urgency of buying the house. I'm five months pregnant and I need to be moved and have my current house sold before my baby's born.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's great. Fuck yeah. Here's the thing. Normalize validating people's emotions while not saying sorry if you are not sorry for something. Yep. I'm so stubborn with that. Like, if I'm not sorry, I'm not going to say that I'm sorry.
0: I have very much so incorporated that in my life in the last five years, I'd say. And Mm -hmm. it's so freeing.
1: It is because, like, you're not an asshole at all. But, mm-hmm. like, you can be like, I'm really, like, I don't like the whole, like, I'm sorry you're upset. I did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you can validate feelings and being like, I totally understand how this can would feel. Mm-hmm. That's totally valid. I hope that we can work through this, blah, 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 but without being like, I'm sorry. And then the person knows that you're not.
0: Right. It's lying. So yeah. why would you lie if you're not actually sorry about yeah. it? So writer number two, her best friend's ex hook up who she made out with a week after they broke up. So overwhelmingly, Mm -hmm. people believe that the writer is wrong.
1: Yeah. We've got a lot of people in the middle and a lot of people thinking the friend was fully wrong. But then mostly, yeah, mostly thinking that the writer was wrong. Then we have writer number three versus her friends who don't want her to hook up with her old boss's ex. This, I would say, is like a 75, yeah, 75% towards writer versus friends. I agree with this one.
0: I agree, too. Do you
1: know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think it's like, I don't think that, like, it's totally vilified. But I think if you took out the friends element, I think it would be, like, whatever the fuck you want. This is where the sliding scale comes in good and play.
0: Writer number four. Friends she ghosted that wanted to travel to California during peak pandemic
1: like 90% friend. I want to go look and see who. Well, No, so here's what I was going to say, though. So most of the people, they're not doing all the way to the right. They're probably doing like 75 to 95%, which I think is like agree with the cause, don't agree with the execution. Mm -hmm. For the next one I'm about to show you, or maybe it's the last one. It's the last one. Mm -hmm. Similarly to how you feel about like wanting, which I do, I want to go through people who think that like the writer's not wrong at all. And I just want to check it out. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling about that with the next ones.
0: So wrong of the week or Rachel of the week, which we mm-hmm. may be calling this. We've got Netflix versus everyone else. And say like 95% say Netflix is wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to know people who didn't say Netflix was wrong.
0: Yeah. If you're transphobic, get the fuck out of here. I'll just say that right now.
1: If you're transphobic, just let us know. And then I could block you. And I think you you might have. And that's like why I w- always want to be like, I want to like double check that like I'm wording these correctly because I'm like, I will have a list. Like, yeah. so just like circle back. Let us know if you're transphobic. <laughs> and finally, wrong of the week, Rachel of the week, Chuck Bass. Who is wrong? Chuck Bass versus the people who don't want to romanticize a predator. And then I reworded it.
0: Because um. I oh. voted incorrectly because of what I thought you meant.
1: I'm like good with words, but sometimes I'm not.
0: And I wasn't, and I don't, and I probably in my summary did not word it correctly either. And I thought was like, oh Megan will handle this. She'll put in the right words.
1: Yeah. So I didn't. So who is wrong? Chuck Bass is wrong. And then Chuck Bass is not wrong. So for the first one, I would say that the results were like 90 90 or 90, probably like 90 90 slash 95. Who said that Chuck Bass was wrong? And then once we, I reworded it, we had about like 98, like 97%. But we still have people who fully believe that he is not wrong. And I just need those of you who think that to send us a message and let us know why. Yeah. And I just also would like to note that the nurse to Chuck Bass Defender pipeline is strong.
0: Makes sense.
1: Okay. Well, full disclosure to everybody you just need to know that everything I'm talking about today, my personal beef, my personal vendettas, as well as my current events, pop culture, everything is related to Taylor Swift and the re recordings of Red. So, buckle up, Swifties. This is me versus. Every single journalist I've been subtweeting on Twitter about this. So Taylor Swift re-released Red. Her, she did her own recordings. And I'll get into the specifics of a 10-minute a spe- a song. And we'll talk about, like, the history of that for the uh, current events one. But for this one, it is 2021. And doubling down on your internalized misogyny right now is so wildly embarrassing. And there's this couple journalists, I'm not going to give them the um, validation because they literally have been responding to people being like, if you're going to subtweet me, at least tag me. And I'm like, you just want followers who have been outraged and not even, I don't want to say necessarily outraged, but basically being like This is, like, really, like, you can't be mentally well or stable to, like, think, like, talk about a relationship that was, like, 10 years ago. Like, this is really embarrassing and, like, saying that you want to kill, like, you wanted to kill yourself after this relationship is, like, so dramatic and unhealthy and, like, this is, like, you're just doing too much. And— these journalists were like educated being like, well, no, they're not, Taylor shouldn't make an album because she's like not over a breakup. She's like re-recording her album so she can own them. And then it got into this whole, whole, whole fucking thing of the internal, again, I think like the internalized misogyny, I think Taylor Swift is like an incredibly easy target for it. And I understand that like, you know, the woke mob, cancel culture, like all of that kind of stuff I understand people who are, like, I don't want people to be, like, canceled, and this is, like, in terms of talking about her ex-boyfriends or whatever, but, like, who is canceling them? We're talking about these 40-year-old white men, white men who live in mansions who are working, are extremely, extremely successful, have, like, relationships. They have, again, relationships with women who are still way younger and the same power dynamics that existed when this first happened. And, but yeah, they're still working. They have everything. And they're getting mean comments on their Instagram. And these are 40-year-old white men, yet, like, the outrage that people feel towards how they are being treated is, like, no tweets, no articles, no nothing about, like, the, like, bullying and harassment, like, Jamila Jamil will face for posting anything or for anything. Like, it feels like we must defend these poor, like, or even, like, if you think about it, like, the fucking, like, Demilio's, Like, the the TikTok famous family, and they had a show on Hulu. They have a show on Hulu. And there's this one, like, clip or episode where they're talking about, like, the severe anxiety that they both have and, like, dealing with internet bullying. And everyone's just basically saying, like, well, you know what you signed up for. And the concept that, like, someone is famous, so they sign up for, like, being berated online for just existing versus these white men with horrible power dynamics, like, date very young women, and then those women write songs about them, and then they, like, get comments on their Instagram, and it's like, well, this is just so far out of left field. And I'm like, first of all, actions. You've done things that have caused this sort of thing. And like, yes, I don't condone anyone sending like death threats. I do think a lot of, right, right now we are assuming that those people are receiving so many death threats and so many horrible things, yet we don't ever take it seriously. Even when a woman shares screenshots of being, of receiving death threats and receiving all of these like horrible hate and all of this kind of stuff. It just feels like, why the fuck are we working so hard to defend these old white men as if that they, like, have been incredibly oppressed in this whole situation and they are not at fault at all. And that's what, like, drives me crazy is because it's these people who view themselves as, like, policing women and, like, that's how you can be a good feminist. And I'm like, yes, of course. I, I would like to implore you that Candace Owens is right there. Megan Kelly is right there. But, like, your, the hill you're going to die on is someone who's re-recording a song that she wrote 10 years ago about like a guy that she dated. And like it does, there's this like exception of feminism for, I don't even know what the term of it is because I think like she's like a very, she's gone through for everybody. Like I think just in general for everybody. I don't wanna say she's an easy target because like everyone's, like she's flawed, everyone's like flawed. But the internalized misogyny is people have a really hard time unpacking it when it comes to Famous people and people they don't
0: find relatable. And I think it's because she grew up in the industry too. That people have this different type of relation. Like wh- how old was she when her first song came out? Like 14? Fourteen, I think. yeah. And really so recorded, people yeah. feel like that they have a different type of relationship. And can just attack her any type of way. Because it's like she's been. She knows what this life is. She's been yeah. here the whole time. It's messed up.
1: It's so, so messed up. And. I just think that like the idea that these men are struggling so hard (laughs) over comments of people um, on fucking Jake Gyllenhaal saying, return Taylor Swift's scarf as he's lying in bed with his 25 year old girlfriend. And he's like 40 fucking one. Like what, what? Like this idea that like what she has done by writing a song about it. I think that's what my, the, the biggest thing is it's that people are so upset about her response to how somebody else treated her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's unacceptable. Like, this seems like a private matter. Like, you should keep this to yourself. And that was the narrative that happened 10 years ago. And now that the re-recordings are out and, like, she could not be bothered about him. Like, she's like, I really don't care. I don't think about him. And like, there's these great videos on TikTok where she talks about how this used to be, one specific song that we'll talk about later, used to be like the hardest song for her to sing ever. And like, there's these videos of her trying to sing it in concert. And like, she's incredibly emotional. And she was like, within the last like five years, this has become people's favorite song. And, like, I have the most fun singing it now. Like, I'm, like, she's, like, I'm in my 30s. I'm so over this heartbreak. I'm so happy. And this song that once represented something, like, so incredibly sad to me has, like, meant so many things for all these other people. And then you see, like, the side-by-side of her performing it now. And, like, it's, like, so happy and so fun. And I just think that, like, also just, like, the the fake shock and outrage. I'm, like, everybody knew this was coming. Like, everybody mm-hmm. knew that this song was coming out. And, like, you're just upset that she commented and said, I even literally saw one woman who was like, I just think like it's clear that she rewrote one of those lines. Like the line that says like, I'll get older, but your girlfriend's staying my age. Like she clearly wrote that now. And that just seems like a low blow. And I'm like, that seems like a low blow versus like a 40 year old man dating a woman in her 20s. What?
0: I hate it. I don't understand it.
1: You can dislike someone, dislike their music, be critical of them without being sexist. Like, and that's just what this is. And I'm like, and if you can't,
0: Maybe you don't have a leg to stand on in this. That's the thing is like the person that made that comment is probably in a relationship with someone that is older than them and or either that or that's something that they want or, you know, they don't see an issue with it. And so it's a them problem, kind of like when people get mad at us about things Uh (laughs) and then they're mad because it's something that's an issue about themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's very odd how people will perceive like public things that have nothing to do with them as a personal attack. And I'm like, I don't even know that you're in an age gap relationship, but now you're sending me like this 15 page like DM to let me know mm-hmm. how you, and it was like, well, I just have to defend myself. I'm like, against who? Right. Nobody knows about you. We're not talking about you. I haven't singled you out. Right. I don't even know you're that you You're taking offense
0: to something that someone else said about something else. And yeah. now you're taking it personally.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely do not think that I am wrong, mm. but I think that like it's completely valid to not be a fan of like someone's music. And I had a friend who made a really great point. Adele and Taylor Swift have like very similar heartbreak anthems and like really like emotionally vulnerable kind of stuff, and it was like Adele is completely and constantly shamed for her looks and her body and like that's like the spectacle of it all, but never for Like, there are two different forms of misogyny that, like, we can't just let them go. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Beyonce is, like, always, like, racially coded Mm -hmm. that these men are untouchable. Like, Harry Styles is untouchable and, like, fucking everyone in that kind of sense. But it's, like, there always has to be an excuse for the sexism against these women.
0: Sexism, racism, Mm -hmm. fat phobia, And it's all related into sexism.
1: It's just, like, different shades of sexism and, like, Mm -hmm. different ways to go about it to justify it. When in reality, I'm like, you have to unpack those fucking things. And you had an entire pandemic and you didn't do it? Like, what'd you do?
0: <laughs> Come on. The pandemic was either opening people's eyes or just getting people to be more in touch with their wrong ideas.
1: <laughs> They're just, you got more loudly and more confidently wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mine.
0: Mine isn't nearly as deep or profound. I don't have anything personal this week. You haven't had any personal the whole okay. time we're doing no, it.
1: No, no. I, the engagement.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this week I didn't have anything personal happen. You know? It was an angelic week. Mine isn't as deep or profound as that. Mine is just kind of like a beef with social media companies. This week we had changes in Instagram and Twitter with the layout of things. Like, Instagram is showing a lot more ads for other things have you noticed this?
1: I this morning noticed that like I kept getting because you follow. Yes. And I was like who is this?
0: Right. And so they're kind of doing like what Twitter does is when people like like things and you'll it shows up in your feed so it's the same type of thing. And which I hate for both of them. Um, also Twitter sh- changed how the layout of the page just looks on your phone. They started doing suggested.
1: Because yeah. I got like a bunch of people who replied to my tweet being like, what the fuck is this? Exactly. And
0: I was like, who are you? Right. And so I find it super annoying and I wish they would stop doing it. And I think for social media, we should be able to have premium services where you can pay to opt out of extra things like you do with streaming services. So like no ads. And I'm not talking about the stupid Twitter blue. Yeah. Which Makes zero sense to me. It's like you can pay and then you can read like newspaper articles without ads. And I'm just like, the news should not be a premium service. News should be free for everyone. Load that shit up with ads. I don't care. Like I should never get to a website for the news and have to pay for like a paywall. I think that's ridiculous. So it's me versus all social media. Give us premium services so we can opt out of advertisement.
1: What I feel like you would also love being able to like, you know how like an old school, like, I don't know, like I do that with like blogs and stuff where you can like code things to like make it like all customized and that, like widgets on your phone and doing all of that. Then you could also use Pinterest again. Yes. Because you hate Pinterest. I hate the
0: way Pinterest looks. It's just aesthetically turned me off.
1: Yeah. I also hate with Pinterest now that like, they will constantly have like video, like real style ones playing and you can't save them the same way. And it's just so fucking annoying and stupid. I stand by you with all of this. Thank you. I'm with you. I did like look in my Twitter just as we were doing something and
0: like it looked very weird. It's hard to follow. Like the page layout now, it's like very, it doesn't separate the tweets in the same way that it used to. It's like it's all just one page. Like, whose idea was this?
1: I don't know. It's weird. Also that the Instagram one that I didn't notice, which is why I was confused specifically, it was like suggested for you for following or whatever. And like, as I scrolled by, it was like three in a row. Mm -hmm. One was like a fashion blogger, but she's like a black fashion blogger. And then one of the other ones was a black content food creator. And both of the people they suggested were just like white girls. They're like, because you follow this person, maybe you'll like that. And it was like, what?
0: Right now, I just scroll through and I'm looking and it's like, because you liked this food thing, we think you'd like this. And it's like some goop of yogurt with bananas and apples. This does nothing for me. I don't want to see this in my feed. I also do not want to shop at this, whatever they're trying to sell me. Like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Just like... Stop. I just want to see pictures of people that I know. Can chronological, in chronological order. order. Just stop giving things that people don't want.
1: I don't think they know how to do that
0: because they make money off selling our information. So that's why. But
1: yeah, well, I think it's also because, like, it's that, and then they have to make it look like they are changing things and doing things and, oh, we know better than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the oh, we have all these new things that we're working on. It's like, when in reality, like, you don't have, to, you could just leave it all. Mm-hmm. Like, you could just leave it all the same, but then you don't have, like, you're not going to be able to get more additional revenue from investors.
0: I do not want to be on Instagram anymore because, like, I loved Instagram, and I would love it if I didn't have to look at these extra things. And I probably wouldn't be on Instagram it, right now because of all the changes they've made they have to because of work stuff yeah and they're also competing with tiktok now which is but do your own thing you don't have to compete with tiktok twitter's not trying to be facebook
1: yeah and at least with like twitter and like tiktok like they do one thing Mm -hmm. that's it like that's just like their thing and that's what they do and like sure they're like snapchat and they're creating original content and stuff but like it's still like one right thing Instagram it's like no we we want to be like literally the Google of like social and it's like that doesn't make any sense no you're doing everything badly Mm -hmm.
0: and I hate how they're always listening and they claim that they're not I keep getting carpet cleaning ads and you know why because we talked about it I haven't looked up carpet cleaning for anything
1: there are some times where I'm like my TikTok I like love if I'm like talking about a TikTok and then suddenly it pops up I'm like great if you're going to listen to me it better be fucking useful and it better be helpful. And, like, I, it needs to make me laugh and it needs to be something that I absolutely need. But, like, if I, like, Googled or, like, talked about something in passing that, like, clearly was not in a positive manner or light. And then that's all the ads I get served mm-hmm. for. You are doing a bad job at stalking me. Do better. China's doing better. Mm.
0: Just depending on well, what. TikTok is doing better. Yes, TikTok is doing Specifically. Better. Yes, but eventually they're going to, because they start showing more and more ads too. So it's even, it's going to get worse.
1: It is. And I'm just trying to enjoy it while it's mm-hmm. here. Well, I think you are not wrong at all. I'm on your side.
0: Thank you. Give
1: us premium.
0: <laughs> Give
1: us premium. <laughs> Let me code like snow falling on my accounts, like MySpace. Uh. Or Tumblr. I used to code my own Tumblr. There was like
0: two weeks of Facebook where it was allowed. I don't know if you remember this or even you might not even been on Facebook because I was in college. You you probably weren't even on Facebook at the time. But there are two weeks where you could like change all your pages and stuff. There were different apps that you could put on Facebook and there was like one that was kind of like a, a secretive ask me anything where you could put stuff on your page, but people could just like comment things on it. It was called Honesty Wall and anonymously <laughs> comment things. Dicey. Yeah, it got a little, yeah. little dicey. And then but two weeks and then it was all gone. You could make change the color of your Facebook page. You could put different things. You could code it.
1: I blame Mark Zuckerberg for everything.
0: Yeah, I mean. 100 percent. everybody was loving it mm-hmm. and then they're like this messes with our terms and like you write your own terms so
1: i'm like pretty sure he like exists as a deep fake like he is like <laughs> not real i did see like his tiktok video of him Then who's running the deep fake that's what i like don't know
0: hmm. like
1: i would really love i would really love to know like, it was this one video of him on TikTok where he's, like, talking to, like, students about something or whatever. And he says, like, I was a human. And then he goes, oh, no, I mean, I am still, like, a human. Or, like, when I was alive. And he was like, I'm not dead. I am alive. And it was like, the f- And people are like, ha like, laughing along. And all the comments are like, I'm sorry, this is so fucking goofy. It
0: sounds like a bit I would have done for myself yeah, in
1: life. But I would have laughed. Mm-hmm. Like, with him, I'm like— it's the same thing that I feel when like Jeff Bezos laughs and I'm just like, oh, my God.
0: And then also we have Elon Musk, who is out here talking about Bernie Sanders. We didn't know you were still alive or whatever the fuck he said. I'm just tired of all of them. Me too.
1: Like billionaires are exhausting and mm-hmm. like we should ban them from Twitter. Yeah.
0: Except for Oprah. She can stay.
1: Oh, yeah. She, no, no. Okay. I lied. Elon Musk (laughs) and Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Twitter is a better place without Trump. Like, Twitter would be a better place without that. I just can't. Okay, should we get into uh, reading some email submissions? Sure. Okay. My friend has been going through a breakup and I haven't been there for her. I feel bad to an extent. Should I feel bad? Am I wrong for ghosting her? I wish I found Don't Blame Me sooner and to find out that trios don't work and adult twins can be weird. (laughs) (laughs) I feel represented and seen. Anyway, here's the backstory. So I went to a concert with two friends who are twin sisters, both she, her. We are vaccinated and wore masks. I had fun because it was a concert, but the friends I felt were straight up mean to me. I'll bullet point the reasons why they were horrible to keep it easier. Thank you. I have severe anxiety disorder, and my boyfriend was in a different state because his dad died in a car accident two days before this concert. I was still extremely shaken up and told my friends to be gentle with me, and my boyfriend encouraged me to still go to the concert. I can't drive at night due to night driving anxiety, so I set up accommodations so I wouldn't need to drive home, and explained multiple times I can't drive at night, and they made me feel like a huge inconvenience. The way home from the concert, the driving twin was in the fast lane and made her car go up to 100 miles per hour in a 60. She said it was because she had to get to work the next morning. Why did she take the next day off? Don't know. But I told her I felt unsafe and that she will have no job if we're all dead. <laughs>
0: Facts. Oh, shit. And her boyfriend's <gasps> father just oh, died in a car accident. Yeah.
1: I was so triggered and told her to slow down and was clearly upset with her. My boyfriend has two close family members die from car crashes in the last two years, his sister and father. Oof.
2: Ooh.
1: I was tipsy but sober enough. They didn't drink and I was extremely triggered and felt myself on the brim of a panic attack. Then she asked if there's any chance I can't drive myself 10 minutes from her house because she's tired. The other twin at one point called me quote unquote special on the drive home, which I corrected her, which I'm neurodivergent because I couldn't hear a word they said in the concert venue with other voices around which auditory processing issues are normal. She responded with, you know, I'm joking. To which I said, sure. I got home and was sent into a huge panic attack and ghosted my friends since the concert on October 1st. The driving twin, 24, told me she bought her 18-year-old boyfriend with anxiety disorder alcohol, and it made me angry. The twin that was speeding went through a breakup with the 18-year-old right after all of this. Am I an asshole for really not being there for her? She texted me as it was happening, and I told her a few helpful things like, block him, he's not worth it, etc. He was really toxic, to be honest, and I sent some confidence booster texts, or tried to, but the guy she was seeing was 18, and it was a six-year age gap, and it made me feel weird. I have a therapist, but they've given therapist-like responses to the situation. I've ghosted them both and I'm not sure if it's really the right thing. I don't think that they know what they did was the wrong thing. Is it wrong to say nothing? I've been ghosting them for about a month and we have been friends for about 12 years. I'm 23, they're 24. It was also their birthday mid-October and I only sent one birthday text literally only saying happy birthday. Anyway, I feel bad to an extent that I've abruptly stopped talking to them. The speeding twin reached out a few times to ask how I'm doing, and I didn't respond a few times until I said, basically, I need privacy at this time. If you guys think I should confront them about this, how? They haven't brought it up or apologized at all. I struggle to stand up for myself, and I'm super non-confrontational. For me to yell at a driver for going 100 miles per hour was a big deal for me, and to correct the other twin and saying I'm not neurotypical was also me attempting to be confrontational. I struggle with social situations and social anxiety, and I'm a Pisces, so please be kind of nice.
0: I don't think you're wrong at all. No you're not wrong and you stood up for yourself and you you said that you didn't think that they were aware that they were wrong in the situation but you told them like you told them on multiple occasions how you felt about the situations and they just took your thoughts and feelings and disregarded them
1: yeah you said multiple things in all that and like it's just like so wildly inconsiderate to be like oh i know that like you are this is incredibly triggering and traumatizing that like your boyfriend's Parent just died in a car accident two days ago. I'm going to speed like crazy, and then I'm also going to expect you to be there for me for my breakup. When
0: I I mean, like, it's with an 18 year
1: old, which is
0: disgusting that you bought alcohol for.
1: I do love how she included um the ages specifically because I'm like, because you know that we want to know those things. Like, you're not in the wrong at all trios are incredibly hard and like especially with like the twin aspect of it like
0: their sister friendship is going to come before friendship friendship
1: like you are not the villain but they think you are the villain and that is something that like you just have to kind of deal with Mm -hmm. you know and like sometimes that sucks but like to be fair like you have ghosted them since October I think that like you you know that right
0: I like you sending them one single birthday was it a
1: group text it had to be It had to be because it would be worse
0: if you just sent it to one of them.
1: (laughs) Or you sent them both and like you have to like time which one you're going to send it to first. That's funny. Yeah, 12 year long friendships and that stuff can get you can grow up to be like very different kinds
0: of people. Mm -hmm. This is embarrassing behavior for just people in general, but I just can't get over the... Buying alcohol for an 18-year-old. And then calling somebody special.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, you're 24. It's 2021. Like, what?
0: And then say, oh, I'm joking. No, you're an asshole. Fuck you. Fuck both of these people. Literally.
1: Like, this is... It's so weird. Like, it gets so weird. The way that you can speak to someone you've been friends with for, like, 12 years and, like, not even subtle at all. Like, you're just going to be, like... What did you think the fucking outcome of this was going to be? Like, did you want to stop being
0: friends? Like, because...
1: What do you fucking think that results in?
0: I can just imagine the two of them, too. Yeah, me too. I bet they still
1: dress the same. And they
0: talk at the same time.
1: Mm -hmm. And they both have, like, the exact same taste in guys. Mm -hmm. And they say that they would never marry twins. Like, they want to. Yeah, 18-year-old twins. Mm -hmm. Disgusting. Straight to jail. Okay. Well, you're not wrong at all.
0: Oh, this one's about Halloween. Hi, Megan and Melissa. This situation happened on Halloween, so I'm looking for options on whether or not I'm in the wrong. I'm 27, she, her, bought a house with my wife, 28, she, her, and organized a small Halloween party with our friends, all fully vaccinated. 10 people were invited, including my sister, 24, she, her. The idea was we would all dress up, order food, do a murder mystery game, and play cards against humanity after that. I invited everyone in September. My sister has a four-year-old daughter. And a week before Halloween, she asked if she could bring my niece to the party. I said it wouldn't work as it's an adult party and someone would have to watch my niece. My sister said she would try to get a babysitter. The day before Halloween, I asked if she was still coming and she said yes. So I asked if she had gotten a babysitter. She told me that she couldn't get a babysitter. So if I wanted her to come, she'd have to bring my niece. I said no, because it was an adult only party. She got mad and said she would stay at home and isn't talking to me now. I don't think you're wrong at all. I don't think so. And this is why. Because she had a whole month. You said you you sent the invitations out in September. Halloween's at the end of October. So she had at least a full month, if not more. So she had all this time to get a babysitter. She knew that it was an adults-only party. She chose to... Asked the week before if she could bring your niece, you had already told her no, you're not wrong. She didn't follow directions, you're in the right. She missed out on a party. If she wanted to come, then she would have made it more she would have made more of an effort to get a babysitter.
1: A hundred percent. And also, like, even if you're like the parent in that situation, you like want to bring the kid, like you then are being like, I wanna police how everybody like talks and mm-hmm. like make sure that like nobody's like swearing and like you
0: can't play a murder at mystery or cards against humanity. With children no. around.
1: So it's like you want to change the entire premise of it. Like at that point, just throw a rival
0: party. Yeah. Or have a kids' party. Yeah. You didn't want to come. If you wanted to come, you would have made a better effort to come.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fully agree. Okay, we're going to take a quick
0: break and it's then break time. We're going to come back. Then we'll be back. <laughs>
2: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's
1: episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, Am I wrong for not wanting to deal with my mother? End. The, the, no, not at all. The end. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> okay. I'm 24. My mother is 57. I've always had a good enough relationship with my mom or what I thought was a good relationship. She would tell me things that, as a child, I should not have known. Like money or parental problems. Yes, complete emotional incest. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. I was her confidant, her friend, and her rock, but she was not that for me personally. She was never a mother. She broke my trust in multiple occasions, telling other people my personal issues, and she lied continuously. I want everyone to know I did not write this. (laughs) Despite the fact that it sounds like it. Last year, in the middle of the panorama, she asked me to transfer all of the data from her old phone to her new phone that she had just bought, and she told me multiple times not to look at the messages. She was being very weird about it, so obviously I looked. And I discovered that she had been having an affair with one of my uncle's best friends for years. She had been cheating on my dad for two years and lying her ass off. We had a big fight, but we were in the middle of lockdown. In our country, we were not allowed to go outside for months, and I could not go anywhere. I needed to talk about this, so I brought it up with my ex-therapist, a friend of my mom's. Oh. Yes, I know. Stupid. As it turns out, she was manipulating me through her, telling her what to tell me so I would stop being mad at her. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, gotta, I'm sorry. You're not I even know. done with this. I know. I stayed there, not telling my dad at 74. Let's note that that is a 20-year age gap. Melissa, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't read all of it, yeah, but this is me very- neither. <laughs> This is a lot Because he is economically
1: dependent on her. I finished both of the master degrees that I was studying for. As soon as it was allowed, I moved in with my boyfriend in another city five hours away. It's been almost a year since I left her house. I'm now starting to realize how fucked up everything was. I'm just telling you the situation that became the last straw, but this was my entire life. So am I wrong for not wanting to deal with my mom after this happened, and especially for not telling my dad, who is an American living in my country, just because they are married and who is completely economically dependent on her? Thank you for all that you do. I've been a fan for years.
0: This is a good one. This is a really good one. It's layered. Not just like <laughs> the obvious parallels. Go buy my
1: book. You're not special. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Imagine if I just like get on my high horse here and I go. I think you're wrong. <laughs> like I think that you're really wrong, and like you're just like so mean. Um, no. Clearly, I think that like you're fully right about this.
0: But specifically, the not writer telling the is telling not telling the dad because then.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think that as it sounds like, this is like me giving advice at this point, but this is more of like an explanation. But like when you have to like be the friend to a parent and like a confidant and all of that kind of thing. And I think we hear about the term like parenting parents a lot when it comes to like parents who are alcoholics or substance abusers and like reliant on that kind of stuff. Or But like that happens even when you are like the friend, quote unquote, like you are still- That term of being like, oh, I'm friends with my parent. Like, you can't be friends with your parent. Like, in turn, you simultaneously are parenting your parent. And so I think that that's what they're trying to do with their dad. Like, trying to, like, protect and kind of fix and solve. And, like, should I tell them? And it's responsibility and blah, blah, blah. And more likely than not, your dad already knows. And it is also... When you have gotten, like, so used to, like, being involved and knowing things you don't want to know, it becomes, like, yeah, the burden of knowledge of that kind of a thing. And it is, like, a hard habit to break when you do know something and then you go, oh, it is not my responsibility to share this or to tell somebody. I don't mean that as, like, an overarching thing. Like, if, you know, if you see something, say something sort of thing. But in this specific context, you can't protect him and the only thing you can protect is like yourself. I think
0: in addition to like emotionally. Yeah. She's also protecting him from not like if they get a divorce and he may not be able to still live in the country.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just think like she's 57, he's 74, like it's not the same thing that I feel about like telling friends or peers of like hey, there's like some like thing unfaithful kind of going on here and also like this is extra messy because like you don't want to like cast yourself as the role again of like no longer is like your mom relying on you for emotional support but then having it be your dad like that's like that's not like a healthy that's just like shifting Mm -hmm. but no you're not at all when you yeah you have to like protect yourself in these situations and like because you know this thing is honestly like it's straight up irrelevant you know, unless like you're being questioned by the police about something, then it's like, okay, I'll let you know. But like, other than that, you don't owe anyone anything. Nope.
0: You're not wrong. Your mom is wrong. The therapist is wrong. Dude, I would, that
1: therapist part, though?
0: I would, if there's a way to report them, I don't know how Yeah, stuff works in your country, but report them. I am so sadly not surprised at because all. Because it's like, your mom probably set you up like, you yeah. can go to this therapist knowing Full well that they were able to ma- manipulate the situation. And then knowing that this therapist was able to been, be manipulated in that way.
1: Oh, yeah. Whew. When you hear about, like, people who, when I talk to my therapist about other people I know who have manipulated their therapist and all of that, like, she basically, like, explains, like, she's, like that's, like, what can be so scary. I don't want to say scary
0: because it sounds like... At the end of the day, your therapist is still... Person and they have human.
1: Even people who have like extensive knowledge and research of um, psychological disorders and like mental disorders, but people who are like psychologically predispositioned to being able to like manipulate and control other people's like emotions and feelings they're not exempt from, like, therapists. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of those things that's, like, that's wild. And, like, that doesn't mean that, like, people who deal with any mental health things, like, who are, again, predisposed to being like that, like, that doesn't make anyone, like, a bad person. But, like, people who aren't seeking help for it and are actively using that to harm other people, that's, like, you know, it's not an excuse for poor behavior, but that's wild. The only thing I'll say, though, if you have any, like, Screenshots or anything like that, save that stuff. Potential divorce, and you can have the stuff if he needs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That should be like the only time that you have to like actually talk about this. If like they're getting divorced, and you have to like go be like, yeah, she cheated on him. Wild. <laughs> Sorry, I laughed all the way through that. But if you know, you know, you know. Yep. If you know, I you know. definitely
0: know. Yeah, you do. Okay. Okay. Just to piggyback off of problematic parents, I don't know how I'm going to get through this without gagging. I am a 23-year-old woman and dating a 23-year-old man. He has an older sister, Annie, who is 25 years old. Me and my boyfriend keep having this recurring fight. His dad, Bob, who is definitely in his 50s, plays this game called Second Life, which is basically like a multiplayer version of Sims. Bob has created himself in the game but has made himself married to his daughter Annie.
1: Shut the fuck up.
0: Bob also made Annie hypersexualized in the game. <gasps> me and my boyfriend have fought multiple times because I have told him I don't like spending time with Bob. Bob has never done or said anything to me directly, but it lights up every red flag in my mind that he plays a version of his world where he is married to his daughter family is really important to my boyfriend but knowing about bob's second life game makes me uncomfortable neither me nor my boyfriend are willing to budge on our standpoint who's wrong
1: i'm sorry is family important to your boyfriend because incest well it's not incest that's like full child abuse Hypersexualizing your daughter, who's 25 years old, is of course. A he indicator. Thought about it That's what I mean. Like that tends to be. I saw this TikTok of this girl who her brother like created a Reddit account that like basically like just he like is being on Reddit as like a woman, but like as her, like using her initials, like not her photos, but like her like life and all of that. And like she was like sexually abused by her brother for like years of her life. And, like, they're adults now. And I was like, what the fuck? You have to break up with your boyfriend.
0: Yeah, you do.
1: You do. You do. And you have to let his sister know that you this do. is happening.
0: I feel like the sister probably knows. I think
1: she probably knows. But you ha- on the slight off chance that she doesn't, you, you yeah. have to tell her. I just can't even imagine how
0: the sister feels.
1: I mean, I think it's definitely like a delicate situation. I would do it before you break up with your boyfriend. So, like, I would, like, m- immediately reach out to her and be like, I need to tell you something, and this is something that's, like, really uncomfortable, and, like, I just want to, like, let you know. I have no idea if you know this, and, like, I want you to know that, like— And even just say, like, I'm not coming from a place of, like, trying to make this, like, a drama or anything like that. Like, it just, like, made me really uncomfortable. Make
0: sure that there's, like, shame in that. Is Second Life connected to Facebook? I don't know anything about it. I don't think so, because some of those ones are. But I didn't know if, like, people that he knew were able to see this as well.
1: hmm If your boyfriend also sees, like, nothing wrong with this or is, like, family over everything, like, he is so, so in the wrong. And at this point, I'm like, so you are covering and making excuses for your father who is sexualizing his own daughter. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. I'm not having kids with you.
0: Red flag. It's not just a red flag for the father. There's so many red flags right here with the boyfriend, too.
1: And it's, like, family is, (sighs) like, important to him it's no okay should we get into
0: but are they wrong
1: okay so i teased mine
0: yours is part two
1: mine is part two i have gotten so many people who've like asked about like who are new swifties um or new taylor swift fans i don't know if i'm comfortable with people identifying as like swifties until like I can know that you're going to stick around. The Jake Gyllenhaal of it all. So I'm going to tell you the story of the 10-minute song, All Too Well, and the story of them getting together. And there are a lot of, like, hypotheses. None of these things have been, which is also, like, why I get so upset about, like, annoyed about this. And, like, none of these things have ever been, like, confirmed from her. Like, she's never, like, gone been like, yes, this song is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, never done any of that.
0: But in your summary, will it be 10 minutes long? No. Okay.
1: So they started dating when she was 20. And he was 29, which made me also unpack, like, we've been talking a lot. I always talk a lot about age gap relationships, but this, like, sparked another one. And I was even thinking about, like, they dated for three months, and it is speculated that he is the first person that she had sex with. And the scarf motif in the song where it's, like, I left my scarf there at your sister's house. Maggie Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Oh,
0: So Maggie Gyllenhaal
1: has, like, gone on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked her about the scarf, and she was like, I have no idea. Like, maybe there's one at the house, but, like, I haven't been able to find it.
0: So Maggie has confirmed, though, if she doesn't have any idea, but she has confirmed that something happened.
1: He has also basically confirmed that they've, like, dated, but, like, not about the song. She's never confirmed that this song is about him, even though, like, you know, we basically all know so he definitely does have, like, the scarf because, like, there's these, like, iconic, pretty much the only photos of them during this, like, time that they were dating. Um, She's wearing this one specific scarf, and then, like, a couple months later, he's wearing that same scarf, and it's like, ooh, this is probably it, but then a lot of people speculate it's a red scarf, whatever. They dated for three months, and the scarf motif is supposed to be, yes, a real literal scarf, but then also implication from the song on those nights when you made me your own talking a lot about innocence and that they had sex. And as depicted in the music video, which expanded on like the original song, that timing wise seems that they had sex and immediately after he ended it with her and blamed it on the fact that she was too young for him. To remind everybody, she was always that age. Before he had sex with her, she was also that age. It did make me, reminded me though of like, that is such a large age gap at that age. Mm -hmm. Like, it's huge. Because people have been giving shits like, oh my God, it's a three-month relationship. I'm like, do you understand what a three-month relationship is like?
0: To a 20-year-old?
1: Yeah. And also, like, we've all, I think, have, like, been with, like, those guys who are like, I'm not like the other, I'm not going to be like that, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the other speculation of her relationship was, like, the big one before this was John Mayer, which— He was 32 and she was 19.
0: And also John Mayer has... Referred to his penis as a
1: white supremacist.
0: Yes. And has said a lot and has done a lot of derogatory things towards the women that he's dated.
1: Yeah. Publicly has had like a massive history. This has not been an anomaly in their lives, but there has been a lot of rumors that the reason why they broke up is because she wouldn't have sex with him. And Mm. so a lot of fans speculate that like, you know, Jake came in on his white horse, even though that's a Speak Now reference, and was like, oh, I'm not like that. I'm not like other – I'm not like would never do that to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, when you essentially like – I don't want to say break someone down, but like you you really gain someone's like trust in all of that. So if you think that you are making a well-informed decision, but like the information you have been given is on the premise of I'm trying to have sex with you yeah. –
0: I also want to bring up it's kind of related but not, but Andy Cohen and John Mayer are like best friends.
1: Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so he broke up with her and then called her about three months later, said that like he loved her. He wanted to get back together. He also didn't show up at her birthday party. And there's this clip going around on TikTok of like someone asking him like, oh, like, do you like, like about his birthday? Um, and he was like, oh, I really don't like birthdays. I'm not into like birthday parties at all. Like, I hate going to birthday parties. Like, but for my birthday, like I expect like a full-blown affair and like everyone needs to be there. And it's like, oh, so you're just like a raging narcissist. And his birthday's mm-hmm. like only, like their birthdays are really, really close together. So I'm like, that's so painful. But I, when growing up, like watching this kind of like relationship unfold and like seeing it in like just the media, I obviously didn't see anything wrong with it because I, you know, my brain wasn't fully developed. And now that I'm older, like watching that music video, I felt so wildly uncomfortable at that age gap. And I remember I dated a guy in college for, again, like the same thing, three months. And I was freshly 18. He was 21. I think he might have been almost turning 22. And that's an even smaller age gap. And it wrecked me. Like Mm -hmm. it completely ruined me. And now that I have this more space from that, because like, you can only really understand this once you have surpassed the ages that these have happened, that you're like, at 21, I knew what I was like at 18. And so like, when you're dating someone who is so much younger than you, or even that much, but like, you know what it's like to be 18, you can't do that. Like, you cannot do that to that person. Like, that's just, it's so uniquely cruel because like, you know what you're doing, and you know that you're pulling one over on them, and they have no idea. It's just so fucked. And again, the defense of him that I think that like when people want to normalize age gap relationships and they're like, well, no, he's like the reason why he's so bad is because like he was like a dick. It has nothing to do with the ages. Here's the thing. Age gap relationships are like going to happen. They do happen. We don't need to normalize them. Like, if you are in a relationship with an age gap and you've, like, addressed that with each other and you've worked together and worked through that and, like, have acknowledged where the struggles have come in for that and, like, how the power dynamics happened when you first got together and, like, you've done all of that work, you would know that you are an exception to the rule, not the rule. So why are you trying to make it the rule? Right. And even, like, some people are like, well, I know it doesn't work out for everyone, but, like, speaking badly about them, I go, no, no if you're the 1% that is successful for, who should we be talking to in this? Should we be like empowering women? And like, I also don't think that there's any blame put on young. I don't think there should be. I'm saying like, I'm not putting any blame on, and I'm specifically speaking on heterosexual, like cis relationships, because that's what I've been in. I'm not putting any blame on the women at all because like it is on the older person. And again, if the genders were swapped, yes. But there is a different, I'm not gonna get into that. We can do a different episode about like age gap relationships, but like the power dynamics do shift when you don't have more than one power dynamic at play and when you have a male who's older, that's a different, the patriarchy is a power dynamic and age is a power dynamic. I just think after all of this, dating a 20-year-old girl when you are 29 and promising the world and taking her to your sister's house in upstate New York and like being so romantic and like in love and all of that and like setting up this like false sense of hope, even if you don't tell them like, oh, you're going to be my girlfriend, oh, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you do all of those actions and you rip the rug out from somebody else, yes, you are the villain. Yes, heartbreak is an inevitable part of life, but you, if you are the one intentionally going out of your way, knowing, making these conscious decisions of what you're going to do, you are the asshole. He is the villain.
0: Somebody told us that we should call this segment the Rachel of the Week.
1: He is the Rachel of the Week. He has been the Rachel of the last, like, 10 years. And the accountability versus bullying— He has never been held accountable for this, and he never will. Someone said something that was, like, really profound to me. Just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's morally okay. And if your bar is making sure that your relationship is legal, that's an incredibly low standard and low bar to have. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think he's learned his lesson. He is still dating. His girlfriend just turned, like, 25, and they've been dating since— he's 40? He's 41. They've been dating. I think he's about to turn 42. And they've been dating since 2018. So— there is a habit and it's predatory and gross.
0: Can I read Dion Work's sweet? Yes. So Dion work said, if that young man has Taylor's scarf, he should return it. It does not belong to you. Box it up and I will pay the cost of poses, Jake.
1: <laughs> it's so.
0: And funny. then her oh, yeah. niece, if people don't know her niece, like is her like social media strategist person and also on the skits on SNL one of the actors always plays her like the niece in the background
1: (laughs) yeah funny
0: she's quoting what her aunt said she's quite good at putting those she's a bit sick of back in their lane Dionne Warwick on Taylor Swift just now
1: truly yeah I just loved it me too Um, Well, that is your history lesson on Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift. Thank you.
0: I never knew they were even a thing. Yeah. Mine is Republicans. I mean, they're always Rachel's of the second millisecond. But specifically dealing with Big Bird getting their immunization Mm -hmm. and then Republicans being mad about this and calling it propaganda. Like Sesame Street was literally created (laughs) To teach people and educate people. And then they're also getting mad. Like, why did Big Bird wait so long? Because Big Bird is like six years old. So therefore, Big (laughs) Bird just became eligible to get the vaccine. (laughs) Sorry, that is, I didn't even think about that argument.
1: But that is so fucking funny.
0: So I'm just sick of Republicans, period. But like, on top of just like trying to make a big deal of, of like things that like, why are you mad at Big Bird? Why?
1: Also, I'm like, Sesame Street has never been conservative. Like, never. Sesame Street has always been, like, pretty progressive for the time. Like,
0: at the time, it's always more progressive than what the general exactly. is.
1: Exactly. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, haven't you, like, sworn this off, like, six, like, seven years ago? Like, what do you mean you still, like, I thought you canceled that. Like, I thought you were, like, why you, Why do you suddenly care about this thing that is doing the thing that it has always done always that you have done. sworn off? And you're like, I will never again. And I'm like, get here you are. Again. Just shut up. Literally
0: shut up. If it's not for you, it's not for you.
1: So my friend Caleb, who's a comedian, did this fucking hilarious tweet that I died over. And so it's a side-by-side of the Big Bird one. So I read the Big Bird tweet. I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. And so then Caleb side-by-sided it with a tweet that I will, just to preface... Caleb made this tweet. This is not a real tweet. This is a joke. But the comments, nobody knows that. Nobody can fucking fathom or understand that because they can't, apparently, can't just, like, go cross-reference and check. So Caleb made a tweet from Oscar the Grouch that said, they'll probably send the woke mob after me for this, but I know for a fact that the vaccines are making people gay. I should know that Caleb is gay. Do not get the shot. Do not let your kids get the shot. There is something very sinister afoot here and that big pharma and big government are collaborating on.
0: And people were reporting on it as if it was real. And I was like, I did see this. I, can't.
1: I did retweet it and like, so yes, it might've been that way.
0: There's a lot of people in the same kind of same way people are like making up tweets that Betty White said too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen a lot of these tweets, but they're all like pro tweets that, you know, we're for, but it's just like, go to Betty White's page. You see, she hasn't tweeted in months. Like this is not coming from actual Betty White. Like the fact that people take Things at such face value without doing their own <laughs> research is just ridiculous.
1: Like, where is the screenshot notes app apology? Right. Come on, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we were about critical thinking. Mm.
0: Oh, no, they don't believe in anything that has critical in the word. They
1: used to, but then critical race theory came along mm-hmm. and they're like, buy yeah. the source, we need another mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. See, this doesn't make sense either because they're like, you're asleep, but I'm like, so are you woke? And they're right. like, no, 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 the woke mob. Right. Someone should get them a thesaurus.
0: They're always having a lot of issues, but this week it's just funny.
1: Oh, wow. It just must be exhausting. No wonder they have guns. They're afraid of everything.
0: Then they should be afraid of guns, too.
1: But that would require critical thinking, (laughs)
0: which they have sworn off. Oh, gosh. So that's it for this week's episode.
1: If you want to write in a submission for But Are You Wrong, send us an email. We say, like, 250 words. Keep it like brief. Try and do like a little something, like uh, a log line at the mm-hmm. beginning. If it's a little over 250, that's okay. But if you get like, if you're past... Paragraphs. Yeah. If we're past 300, like that's, it's rough. You know, delete adjectives, all that stuff.
0: Also, please proofread.
1: Yeah, please do. Or we have to start proofreading. <laughs> so send us your submissions at butamirongpod at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Also, go head on over to our Instagram account at by dot Megan
0: dot and dot Melissa be a little bit more
1: <sighs> by dot and dot Megan dot but no by <laughs> fuck it just go to the description Go to the show notes, click the Instagram. It's the same Instagram we have, or don't blame me. And head on over to the story, or if you are watching the, or listening to this a couple of days later, the highlights, and go vote on what who you think was wrong in each situation. So I would like to say that this time we did like the sliding, scaly thing. I would love to know if people like that more than the straight up yes or no. We still have people who voting incorrectly who have like let me know that they're voting incorrectly. Just send us a DM here on the Instagram account. If there is a way that I'm like completely missing that would make this so much easier for you to understand, or if is it just misreading user error. But if there is a way for me to make this easier, I would love to do it. So slide into the DMs and go follow us on Instagram. We're also on TikTok. My own socials are all at Megan Ranks. Go check out my YouTube channel. I've been vlogging. I've been very consistent with vlogging. Pretty excited about it. Good job. Thanks. It's because we're constantly leaving the house to go look at other houses. And I've also been putting makeup on a lot more just like in the morning. I've noticed. I feel better about myself. Good. You know, it's less of a time suck. I don't know why. Like, well, anyways, where should people go find you online?
0: They can find me at she is not Melissa. Please follow me.
1: Fuck yes. That is it for this episode. Go leave a review if you enjoyed. You can catch us on Mondays for Don't Blame Me. And we will we will circle back next Thursday. Goodbye.
0: Toodaloo, motherfucker.
1: Bye, bitch. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks.
0: And me, Melissa Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.